0: and welcome to our midweek prayer service we are so grateful that you have joined us this evening we are glad to just spend a few moments with you in the word of god and just talk about his goodness we have entered into a new month and we are grateful the third month of this year 2022 it is moving it is moving it is moving and so we're asking that god will continue to move on our lives and we can move in the communities in which we live in as well i want to welcome those back who have been here before thank you so much for coming back thank you for being part of family and welcome those who are here for the first time And I'm going to say to you as well, welcome to the family. From Daughter of Zion, Seventh-day Adventist Church to your home, welcome to the family. Spend a few moments with me, if you will, in the book of John. Gospel according to John, chapter 5. Gospel according to John, chapter 5. I want to take a look there at verse 3. Gospel according to John, chapter 5, and verse 3. The Bible says, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. i want to read one more time. It says, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. We're going to take a few moments today to talk about spring water, spring water. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your mercy and for your love. But by the Lord, I beg you, teach us more of you. Oh God, I pray now that you will move upon our hearts and cause dear Lord, that thing which you reserve for us this day, to take residence dear lord in our hearts and our minds that we may be able to go forth there lord and perform the work and to fulfill the purpose you have for our lives we thank you we love you in jesus name we do pray amen and amen this is one of those scriptures that just moves me it says in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk now i want to go back a few moments because if we don't do that we won't get context for why this is actually written understand the bible says there was a feast of the jews at that time and jesus goes up to jerusalem because of that feast in verse 1 of chapter 5. it says when he got there right at jerusalem there is a sheep market right and right by the sheep market there is a pool called bethesda now many of us may have thought it was a hospital off a of sea but it's actually a pool of uh, Bethesda, there outside of um right by Jerusalem. There is a sheep market, and there's a pool nearby, and this particular pool has five porches, right? And the five porches that are there, the Bible goes into verse three by saying, In these porches around this pool, there lay some folk, and it said these folk were labeled as impotent, blind, halt, withered. And they were waiting for the moving of the water now let's go through very quickly what happens here is this the bible says that after a certain time there was a belief that an angel would come down from heaven and that the angel would now trouble the water cause the water to start moving and when the water began moving whoever was the first i'm reading verse four whoever was the first to get down into the water who stepped in they could be made whole of whatever Their disease was i want to say that one more time it said an angel they believe an angel will come down and trouble the water and when the water was troubled the bible says whoever was the fastest to make their way down into the water will be made whole from whatever they were suffering from Uh, recognize what's happening the bible says a certain man who had been in this state he had been there in his infirmity for 38 years somebody say 38 if you can with whoever wherever you are wherever you whoever you may be speaking um to or or wherever you may be um residing right now let's say 38 years i mean 30 is a long time we've been going through this pandemic now for almost two years here almost two years and so we are uh right at the precipice of, of that two-year marker it hit the west coast but it didn't come into the east coast until about maybe uh, just under two years ago but this man has been in this state this condition this this in infirmity that has hit his body for 38 years now i i want us to get this these 38 years that he's been sitting there in this situation in this uh, infirmity while there for these 38 years this man had become comfortable so much so that the bible says jesus shows up and when Jesus, the Bible says, saw him lying there, verse 6, I love this. He saw him lying there. The Bible says when he saw him there, he knew he had been there a long time, and he had been in that case for a long time. He said unto him, will you be made whole? And the impotent man answers him. He does not He does not say yay. He does not say nay. He says, will you be made whole? And the man turns to him and says, sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled or when the water gets stirred up, said i have no one to put me into the pool but while i'm coming in other words i'm doing an army crawl doing the army crawl while i'm trying while i'm I'm struggling to get there because i don't have anyone someone else comes and steps down in front of me right so i can see them i see them step down in front of me but that's not the question jesus asked him jesus asked him one question he says do you want to be made whole and he says sir i don't have anyone hmm, interesting jesus does not get caught up in the response instead he says rise take up your bed and walk i, I want to go back for a few moments because i i don't want to get to the happy part too quickly um we're only a few minutes in and i want to make sure we get a chance to really just let dissect and break down what's happening here we're talking about spring water and so this individual has come to this place where these five porches are around the pool he is laying there the Bible says that he has a bed or some kind of a makeshift bed he has some kind of a mat that he has laid out there in these porches by the pool the Bible says there's a great multitude of people understand it says there's a great multitude of impotent folk some um blind folk they can't see some hawk folk they can't move some withered folk they're dried up and they're waiting for the water to move who can I Can I camp out for a moment I did some research I did just a little bit not much and I looked at the word for impotent folk it comes from a Greek word that means to be powerless oh somebody understands where we're going today it says that there lay a great multitude understand what it says can I just throw the word powerless in there there lays a great multitude of powerless folk blind folk Hot folk who can't move, withered folk who can't, who, who can no longer get control of their limbs, and they're waiting. They are their weight. They can't move. They are powerless, blind. Uh, they have no ability to move or, or walk, and they are withered up or dried up. What does that sound like to you? And they're waiting for the movement of water. And the idea is that God will allow an angel to descend from heaven and that god will allow this angel to descend from heaven and come and stir up the water but with specific instructions that you're stirring the water up for the quickest the fastest the strongest whoever can survive the race to the water that's who wins that is the messaging that has taken place around this pool for this great multitude of powerless people They believe that God is dealing with a powerful individual who can outlast and and, and beat everyone else to the water before you can get there. They believe that God is sending an angel to stir up the water that whoever is strongest, fastest, quickest will get healing. We have a problem. I don't know about you but I serve a God who does not specialize in those who are the strongest as a matter of fact my, my Bible tells me he goes for those who are weak because in our weakness we are made perfect he is made perfect in our weakness that's when we get our most strength I I don't know about you but but the the, the messaging here is that God deals with those who are the fastest or the quickest but I know about a God who says though all you have to do is make sure you're steady and you stay the course and continue on and endure to the end the race is not given to the Swift or to the strong my bible says so this is counterintuitive if you will if not this flat out contradictory to the kind of god i serve it seems as though there is an imposter who wants people to believe that god only deals with those who can help themselves and so what god is expressing in this message what jesus is going to now teach this man is that for 38 years you have believed a lie you have believed that if you were stronger if you were faster you would have been made whole but god lets us know when jesus shows up he's not dealing with those who are strong yes he's not dealing with those who are fast Uh -uh, uh ah he's not dealing with those who are quick on their feet no 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 he is dealing with those who want to be made whole because that's the question jesus says he says the bible says very clearly jesus knew the man's condition when he saw him live verse six and he knew he had been there a long time it says in that moment jesus turns to him and says will you be made whole?" in other words what do you want out of our relationship but instead of focusing on what jesus says the man quickly turns to what he doesn't have sir he starts out with very respectful i have no man you got to get that in other words i was brought here some 38 years ago but they didn't stick with me i wish i had a witness i was put in this situation some 38 years ago but for some strange reason I can't find any of the people who were with me back then. Anyone know what I'm talking about this evening? People who used to be with you, you ride or dies. Those, those individuals who said, I'll be with you, no matter what, I'll stick with you. It could be a husband, it could be a a, a wife, it, it could be a child, it could be a, a, a parent, but it was supposed, supposed to be, you were supposed to be there. It could have been a friend or, or maybe your intended, someone who was supposed to stick by your side closer yes sir than a brother but now the man says i look around and i have no man if i just had someone who could help me when the water gets troubled i would have been out of here but get what's going on this man is surrounded by folk who are powerless and as a result as a result he can't find any power in the people jesus says I'm asking you a question. Do you want to be made whole? Understand what's happening. Literally Jesus has rolled up on you. he has walked through the crowd of people. There's some people who have uh, no limbs. There are people who cannot see. They're blind. There are some people whose limbs are are withered up. And there are people who can't move on their own. Jesus has made his way through. He has simply cut a path through all of the powerless situations all around you. And he has rolled up on you for a one unknown reason. Some strange unknown reason. He is coming to you with a question. Do you want power? Ah! I know you're powerless, but do you want power? The man says, I don't have anyone, but do you want power? Friends left me, but do you want power? My wife, she abandoned me, but do you want power? My children, they don't come to visit me. Do you want power? I love what's happening here. Because as Jesus is asking the questions to this man, the question is far greater than this individual. Let's put ourselves in a situation for a moment. Imagine if all of your hopes and dreams have been dashed and the individual who you thought would be there with you. Who was praying for you, or at least they said they were. Who was crying out and fasting for you reading and studying the word with you. They were giving you some power, but now they're gone. I think someone can identify with that because during this pandemic experience and this season that we've been going through, many of us have had some of the power supply that was once in our lives cut off for one reason or another individuals who used to be there they're just not there anymore individuals we thought would always stand the test of time for some reason or another maybe it was death maybe they succumbed to the pandemic or maybe they have succumbed to the circumstance of the pandemic and they are now gone but for whatever the reason our power supply has been impacted but here we are this young man I, i love it i say young because he is just now getting ready to have a rebirth experience with jesus will you be made whole? In other words, tell me about your future. Is it promising? What are your expectations for your relationship with God? The man, I love what he does though. He says these things, I have no one. When the is troubled, another comes before me. He's too busy. He's distracted, looking at other people, being concerned with their situation and circumstance. He knows what's going on in their lives, but he's missing what's actually happening in his. He's losing more and more power throughout all this experience for 38 years. He has lost his drive, his power, his tenacity, his desire. It has all been stripped away from him. And now he's at a crossroads where Jesus is standing before him and asking him, what do you want? What do you expect will happen in your life? And here we are. I love it. I don't have anyone. Listen to what he's saying. I have no one, Jesus. Everyone has left me. Jesus, the son of God is standing before him. The one who breathed out and caused worlds to come into formation. The one who said, let it be. And it still is even to this day, 2022. He says, I have no one. Jesus is standing before him saying, what do you want? Do you want it bad enough? And he says, I have no one, but do you want it bad enough? And now I recognize that the same question that is being posed to this man here at the pool of Bethesda has been posed to each and every one of us as we are here today. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want it? And we find different reasons and different excuses as to why we can't have it. But I love what Jesus does. He doesn't even ask the question anymore, but he gives him a command. First is an inquiry. And the inquiry is to reveal exactly what's going on in this man's mind, that he feels as though he's been abandoned, neglected, rejected, if you will. But I love what Jesus does next. Jesus says this, and and I love it. Rise, take up your bed, and I need you to walk. Rise up, oh impotent, powerless man. Take up your bed for a testimony. Don't leave it here. Don't leave your testimony behind. When you go before the Lord and give him thanks and sacrifices of praise, I want you to make sure you have your testimony before you ever present. Now you can hold the thing. Now you can carry it around rather than it carrying you around. Now you can testify about what God used to uh, what God used to, to, to make you whole in your life. Now you can testify about where you were one day and where you are today. Yes, yes, yes. Grab your bed. And he says, now I need you to walk. I need you to walk like you believe it. I need you to move. According to my word, I need you to press forward and not look back. It's interesting that Jesus never told him, Now go into the pool. Ah, you didn't get that. He says, What? Rise, spring up, grab your bed, and I need you to walk on out. But he never said, Now go into the pool to get your healing. You see, God plan was not in the moving of water and healing one. God's plan was find one who for 38 years has been a spectacle to everyone around this pool. So when they see you rise up, when they see you grab your bed, when they see you walk off and never touch the water, they will know you have found the power source of being made whole. Look, I I just simply stopped by to say this. When you consider this group of people who are powerless, it represents, if you will, our modern day experience with this message of Christianity and hope. The message of this Christian movement of Jesus Christ Being the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior over our lives, this message has lost its power. Oh, we are sitting around with this message like powerless folk, impotent folk, blind folk who can't see. We need salve. We need to rein, reinvigorate it in our limbs. We need it to get up and start moving. Stop being all withered up and dried up with this gospel. Acting as though it's not a running stream within our bones. As though it's not springing up like living water. Yes, I said it. It is in the next chapter. Where Jesus talks about that spring of living water. It is in these scriptures time and time again that John makes us realize that people who are blind sometimes think they have sight, but they don't see what they ought to see. When the blind man was there since birth and those who had been around him thought they had their sight, Jesus says, you are actually the ones who are blind. We have gone on for too long with this message a message of power of healing of being made whole but we are laying around the pool waiting for something else to move that body of water if you will that that pool of bethesda and can i just take a moment to go into prophecy it represents people a vast amount of people and with that vast amount of people there's a world that has yet to be moved from the message that God has given us. Because we are sitting down like powerless, impotent, blind, hot folk who have no one to rely on. But Jesus is saying, are you ready to be made whole, the whole body of Christ, so we can finish the work that we've been put here to do? Now, let me say this and I'll be done. This month, we are entering into our springtime toward the latter part of the month. And it just is a reminder that spring, it's time for us to spring into action. It's time for us not to sit like a dead body of water, like that pool of Bethesda, waiting for the Satan to to try and manipulate and make it seem as though God's only dealing with those who are fit and strong and and and, and able body? No, no, no. God says I need an able heart. I'll do the rest with the body. And so recognize that this little story, this that this passage of scripture is teaching us that the devil is a liar. That God is letting us know over and over again. He's not waiting for a body of water to move. He's not waiting for 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 an angel to come down and touch water and have one heal. No, no, no. That's not how God works. God says, if you hear my voice your heart and he said i can move you i can move you and take you from where you are to where you ought to be god is not dealing with a dead sea ah yes sir he's dealing with a river that will run and that river even greater than the river jordan is called a river of life and he says if today you hear me let me call let let me cause my my river to to bubble up inside you let me allow it to spring up inside you so you can spring into action And so today, as we look at the second day of March, we are getting ready to enter into our our, our season of spring. We're getting ready to come out of this cold winter season and go into a springing action. We are getting ready now to move. And God says, I am standing before you and asking the same question. Are you willing to be made whole? In other words, are you willing for me to use you so that all others who are gathered around will see you spring up Grab your testimony and walk for Jesus. Because if you are, you will be used to glorify his name to all those who are watching, all those who are listening, all those who are willing to participate in this great thing called this Christian experience and walking with Jesus. I'm so glad he walks with me. I'm so glad he'll talk with me. I'm so glad that he'll call me. His own, but not just me. Anyone who's willing to say, Lord, I want some spring water in my life. Tired of sitting dead water. Tired of pond and canal water. Tired of dead sea water. I want some spring water experience with you. Unlike the woman at the well, you will leave your water pot. Don't need that old well water because now you found Jesus living water living spring water ready to do a work in each and every one of us drink your spring water your springtime is coming drink your spring water springtime is coming drink your spring water springtime is coming and it's time for us to spring into action for jesus if anyone out there wants to join me in prayer I'm just going to ask god just to do a mighty thing in our lives spring us Get us going where we ought to go Gonna ask you now. Join me in this word to pray. We're praying. Father, thank you so much. We appreciate, dear Lord, your scriptures. It is something, dear Lord, about your word that comes to life. And because you, dear Father, are in your word the, the moment, dear Lord, we commit our hearts to your holy scriptures, dear God, you stir it up within us. And I thank you, dear Father, for stirring up a man who after 38 years had lost hope, lost friends, lost family, lost desire. Oh, Jesus, I'm so grateful that he heard your voice and did not lose his obedience to your will. But he was able to rise up, take up his testimony, take up his bed and walk for you. And I'm praying today, dear God, that no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what we're going through, that we too, dear Lord, in 2022, on the second day of March, we'll commit, dear Lord, in our hearts to rise up, to no longer, dear Lord, be stagnant, but to rise up, to grab our testimony about what you've done for us, and to walk a new walk, to walk in the light. Oh, that beautiful light. And may we feel, dear Lord, spring water, drops of mercy all around us. Spring us into action, dear Jesus. Give us, dear Lord, spring water in our cup. Fill it up, Lord. Oh, fill it up. That we'll never thirst again we thank you for the springs of life drawn dear lord from your holy veins we thank you for this time help us i beg you keep us i pray in jesus name we ask these things amen and amen god bless you all i pray that you are blessed i'm gonna thank you so much again for joining us And in addition, I want to make sure that you know that we are here on Sabbath morning, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We have our Sabbath school broadcast. Come be a part of that. Participate, comment, everything. And then we also have our worship service at 11 a.m. Come join us there as well. God bless you and keep you. Until then, we'll see you again. Same channel, same time. More importantly, same God. God bless you.